Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello, you're about to listen to a podcast that talks about the softness sessions in the end. And I wanted to update you that the next round starts on March 19th, 2020. And our live uh, breathwork will be on April 30th, 2020. And all of the information can still be found at thesoft.space. So please head on over there. And if you're listening after March 19th, 2020, you can still head to thesoft.space and see what's up as I will update everything as soon as humanly possible. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of That's What She Said. This is episode 202, Hiding Isn't the Answer. I'm Kristen Kelp, your podcast hostess. And before we dive into this week, I'd like to remind you that KK on Cat on Tap uh, coaching spots are available. You can find out more at kristenkelp.com slash tap. But if you're driving or walking your dog or otherwise not near a computer or don't want to take the time, I will tell you, <laughs> KK on Tap involves working with me for a full calendar year with monthly payments so that you do not have to just suddenly like choke up a bunch of money at once. And we talk one-on-one -on -one quarterly. We talk as a group quarterly so that you can get your questions answered and be held accountable as part of a group as well as as an individual. You have access to all of my archives. So there are programs, classes, uh, thingamabobs and hickey-madoos, um, as well as breathwork sessions that are no longer for sale to the general public. You have access to those as well as to all the things that are for sale. You have instantaneous seats in any of the new stuff I come up with and any workshops valued at under $1,000, which is pretty much all of them. <laughs> um, you have access to email support with me. You have a 15 minute phone a friend should you need it, sort of an emergency card. And you have access to group get shit done days, which are days that we put on the calendar and we talk in the morning, you do all the things that you normally avoid doing that are on that list that runs in your brain of like, oh, I really have to do this. And that can be something like getting an oil change or that can be something like emailing your list, big, small, life, business, personal, doesn't matter. We meet in the afternoon to say, hey, I did it, I didn't do it, just have accountability, and that's that. Uh, at this very moment, uh, there are six spots left. 
And if you are like, oh my God, but is it me? But can I do that? But what about, but what about? Um, at kristenkelp.com slash tap, there are links to talk to me for 15 minutes, as well as links to download a brochure, find out more about it, and sign up. And if you have any questions, k at kristenkelp.com, or you can even follow me on Instagram at kkelp and slide into my DMs. I am down. So if some part of you is like, this business thing, I feel like this should be um, working a little better than it's working, or that um, I could be working more efficiently, or that um, I'm just missing some key thing. Yes, possibly, probably. I will be the person that sort of provides the outside perspective of like, oh, there it is. That's it. And then also this, and then this, and then where would you like this thing to go? And let's see if we can't come up with a way to get you there together. So again, kristinkelp.com slash tap. It's a hell of a bargain. I think you'll love it. And I would love to see you go to there and then talk to me or just talk to me. I'm down. Okay. Before we dive into this week's episode, I would like to acknowledge that the lessons here have taken a bunch of years to condense into anything even remotely resembling words. So as always, if you feel really seen, the you can feel really seen, but I never ever want you to feel judged because I can only teach what I've had to learn. And by virtue of having to learn it, you know that I've done it myself way lots and lots, right? <laughs> so this is called hiding isn't the answer, mostly because my first impulse when it comes to facing the world is to hide like 100% of the time. I would rather be inside reading a book. That applies to just about anything at any time, unless there are dogs involved or like my best friends or bear involved. And otherwise you can find me indoors hermiting. Um, I prefer to retreat and withdraw. I get it. Um, those are tendencies that I actively push against and have to question on a pretty regular, okay, daily basis. So those impulses have not gone away, but I have learned to push against them and to be like, no, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to uh, enter into the world. I'm going to make phone calls. I'm going to communicate. I'm going to send emails. I'm going to see people in person. I'm going to learn the name of every dog on the block. And currently I'm working on the block across the street. So it's good to have goals. I know that you would rather hide. And I know that because I would rather hide. At a business level, it's scary to let your work be seen. You have heard it said slash watch the stupid fucking movie that says that if you build it, they will come, but they're not coming. So maybe you should build it again, or maybe you should pin ever more complicated options to Pinterest. Maybe you should save up to give someone 10 grand who will solve your life, I mean, website for you. Uh, maybe you should hope for the best and get a second job while you wait. Uh, or you say that you're ready to take on more clients or sell more work, but you can't quite bring yourself to respond to emails, phone calls, or inquiries when they come in. Or you have a bunch of stuff that you haven't yet shipped even though people have paid for it. What's wrong with you and what's wrong with your business? There must be something so secretly, desperately wrong that everyone but you can see it, right? No, you're probably just a master of hiding. Here are some really fun, really smart ways I've hidden my work. Uh, for years, only print versions of my books were available, even though ebook versions are easier for me to host and sell and also more profitable. So lose, lose, and lose on my part. <laughs> uh, you can pay what you can for any of my books at kristenkelp.com shop. Again, for years, I consistently forgot to read my poems on the podcast or to share them anywhere at all. Uh, like, did my bio identify me as a poet? Yep. Did that translate to my sharing more poems? Not without a tremendous amount of effort. 
Uh, my poems have always felt more vulnerable than my like nonfiction, strictly uh, sort of regular assimilated journal-like uh, writing or article writing. Um, it's taken work to be able to be like, here's a poem, it's happening. <laughs> um, I used to mention something once or twice really casually and then assume it was a failure because it didn't sell out instantaneously. And I am looking at you, every entrepreneur ever, um, repetition is a kindness. Everyone with a smartphone has too many emails, too many mundane tasks, too many notifications, and not enough brain space to see, love, read, and read about and buy a product in one fell swoop. So the moment that we see something is not usually the moment that we go and read all about it, we research it, we read the reviews, we add it to our cart and we check out all within this like ideal 10 minute time frame. That's just not how it works at this moment in time in our culture. It's often the third or fourth or fifth mention of something that garners any real interest. And I have found that it is only firm deadlines that make people respond in a decisive way. Because as long as people have the choice not to decide, that is often what they will choose. So would I like to buy this dress? Well, I mean, I could always buy it tomorrow or next week or next month or whatever. But am I going to an event on Friday and it's Thursday? Because then I will need to buy this dress. So often deadlines make us be decisive. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just, if that event's happening on Tuesday, then you have to be prepared for it before Tuesday, right? And you have to sign up for it before Tuesday because it's happening live. Um, deadlines naturally help us get things done. And that goes for us as business people and us as people buying things. I used to think no one wanted to hire me if they didn't respond to what I'm offering immediately, even when I learned to repeat myself again and again. And repetition is a kindness. It's been one of the hardest lessons for me to learn. I have a great fear of repeating myself, but it is absolutely necessary when it comes to doing a thing for the long term. You're going to have to tell people what you do and what you offer over and over and over again. I routinely have people sign up for coaching who tell me how many years they've been following me. The current record is nine years. <laughs> so this is a long game. And being in business doesn't necessarily mean you make a thing, people buy it instantly, the end. It might mean you make a thing, some people buy it. Some people watch quietly from the sidelines like wallflowers for one to nine, possibly 10 years before they purchase uh, anything or before they trust you enough to make a sale or before they... Uh, are in a spot where they're ready to work with you. And again, there are six coaching spots left. If you've been listening for nine years, I love you. Thank you. And please just let's work together already. Please. <laughs> Repeating makes me so tired. Please, if it's for you, just let me know it's for you. Okay, at kristenkelp.com and we will see. For years, I ended my talks about things uh, for sale, anything for sale, in question marks. Like, I'm coaching, or there's a book. Uh, and I only noticed it later when I was listening to the podcast. Again, this is just to cement your idea in my mind, that, or your mind, that I am so awesome. That's all you need to know about that one. Uh, I also used to rush sales talk and then relax when I got to the free stuff. So if you listen to early podcast episodes, it's something like, okay, guys, this thing is for sale. Here it is. Okay, it's really great. Yep, yep, yep. You should get it. And then, ah, welcome to the podcast. And now we will have a slow, gentle pace. The thing is, though, that that's what she said is an ad-free, not sponsored podcast. So if I give the sales short shrift, it's not that my sponsors get upset. It's that 
you don't know what's what's happening, what's going on, or what's for sale. Uh, I have every right to talk about how to hire me and how to work with me. Um, you have every right to do the same within the things that you offer, just to be clear. Um, here are some other ways that you might be hiding in business. So it might not be you built it and they're not coming. It might be you built it, but you're still hiding, but you can't see that. So can I easily locate buy now, book nail, book nail, nail, or now, uh, or email me buttons? Can I easily locate buy now, book now, or email me buttons? In other words, is there a way to purchase what you're selling? Now, if you do something that requires for there to be an interview process, is there a way then to apply? Or is there a way to take a first step of some kind toward giving you money? Um, and if something is for sale, is there a buy button versus a link or like a click here to then click here to then find the spot where you fill out the form that will then lead to giving money? Uh, because the more steps there are between you and people hitting that buy button definitively, the easier it is to lose them along the way. Can people figure out where you're located easily, particularly if you have a local business? So I have a person that I was like, okay, I think that they live in Portland. Hold on, let me check. Okay, I'm on the website. I have no idea. Okay, let me check their Instagram. Okay, it doesn't say. All right. Uh, right, I've done that. I have literally done that. So if you have a physical business or a service-based business that works within a certain geographic area, let's be honest, people are probably not going to fly you from Finland to Ohio for, for massage. You're probably just going to have to say that you're in Ohio doing massage. Uh, do you have a separate sales page for each product or service you offer? Sometimes that answer is a yes when I work with coaching clients, and sometimes they hide the very best, juiciest, most exciting, most enticing thing that they do with either a coming soon placeholder or really outdated information. So like, yeah, there's a workshop next Wednesday, but the information I have on my website is from like three years ago. So just making sure that you have updated information, that you've replaced any coming soon placeholders with actual information, and that you have a sales page for each product or service that you offer. Super simple, super not judging here, but those things are really, really helpful. Sales page, buy button, you're gonna sell more than if you have no sales page and no buy button. Not a matter of building it and they will come, a matter of making it clear and they're more likely to come. Are your current products prominently displayed or featured in your menu bar? So if you have lots of things for sale, but your menu bar is like, get to know me, meet my horses, oh my God, these are my dogs, here's my blog, here's my podcast, I, I need to be able to shop from you if you are a business that is selling things. So can I find what you're selling quickly, easily, and then give you money? Can we as people on your website easily access the work you prefer to be paid for doing? So this one is if you really, really love something and you want to share it, but it feels tender or soft or scary, it's easy to feature the other work that's easy to sell very prominently and then to sort of whisper about the work that you would most like to do or to move. So can you treat them as, okay, on the one hand, uh, I'm a pig farmer, and on the other hand, I also offer this like super secret energy work thing. How about we make it not super secret, like pig farmer, energy work, boom. Both have sales pages, both have buy buttons. You're fantastic. Uh, can people sign up to hear more from you through an email list? Because having 
you know, 45,000 followers on Instagram does not mean that you can reach those people at any time of your choosing. That means that Mark Zuckerberg owns your business. You, if you have an email list or a snail mail list or both or a text message list even, those are ways that if you have something for sale, you can let people know without relying on an algorithm or social media to get you there. And then this is no really an email list. Can you access people in their inbox at a time of your choosing? And if you head to uh, kristenkalp.com and this particular episode, you can find a link to zero to email list in 15 minutes. So you got nothing because 15 minutes is, is a simple thing to do. And then do you actually send emails to the people who have signed up to, to be on your email list? <laughs> yeah, you didn't think I was going to ask that question, but I am. And if you're like, I have an email list, but I never talked to them then I would encourage you to check out kristenkelp.com slash shop and pick up how to fucking communicate because it's all about how do you regularly communicate with the people that are on your list even though you're scared and even though you're out of practice and even though you have some guilt about how long they've been on the list and how long you have not been talking to them. I help you work through all that super duper simple. And that's at kristenkelp.com slash HTFC, just the first letters of how to fucking communicate. Okay, now that was actually the easy part. Believe it or not, uh, hiding at a business level is the easy part to tackle. At a personal level, hiding gets worse. <laughs> I'm sitting on my bed talking to you and I just like curled into a tiny ball because hiding, it gets worse. You want to hide from the globe, like, you know, systemic oppression, Amazon fires, melting polar ice caps, the rise of fascism worldwide, etc., etc. You know the reasons. And you want to hide from your own life, see never-ending productivity and routine, and why am I not on a tropical beach with my own personal butler right now? And then from yourself, <laughs> despair? Nipping at my heels? No, never. I am fine. You want to hide, but you tell yourself you have to keep going. So you shove down the despair, show up for work, watch the news, contribute to campaigns and causes like a good citizen, and feel not one iota better. Why do you still feel like a bundle of yuck? Because step one was shoving down your feelings. You shove down the despair, show up for work, watch the news, contribute to campaigns and causes, and don't feel any better. See how step one, you almost didn't even hear it, right? <laughs> step one is shove down the despair. Okay, so you, we, all of us, no judgment, label one particular emotion bad or unproductive. Can you feel my air quotes or negative or just not allowed? And then plow over it with everyday activities and hope it won't return. But of course it returns, so you shove it down harder. I know this trick very well. It's like a kid trying to hold bigger and bigger beach balls underwater for days and then weeks and then months and then years at a time. Of course it's not working, but you just have to try harder, right? Like maybe if you just put your whole body on top of the beach ball for the rest of life, it, you just won't have to worry about it ever again. You just try harder and harder and put in more and more effort and hope no one notices how you're getting more and more dead inside. Or, much more easy, you can start to come out of hiding. Ways you might be hiding in life sourced from my own personal hiding places. Here we go. Do you talk about things that matter to you? Or do you try to keep conversation easy breezy, no big deal, we will talk about the weather and the sweater you're wearing and that is all. 
Do you admit your desires and dreams and the ways you want to make meaning in the world to yourself? And that can be brutal because there's often a dream that's like desperately trying to like tap through or push through or get your attention. It's sort of like a, uh, like a, a little hummingbird, like just buzzing at your window, buzzing at your, like you just keep seeing it and noticing it and you, you beach ball it, you shove it down, push it away. Not right now, not right now, not right now. And you're killing a part of yourself when you do that. Likewise, do you admit your desires and dreams and the ways you want to make meaning in the world to other people? And I don't mean to the internet at large, which can be very dangerous. And I don't mean to other people like your mom who's just going to say she doesn't understand you, she doesn't know what you do, and she doesn't know why you're doing it this way. Do you entrust your dreams to people who you know and love and people who can reflect back to you how fucking amazing that dream is? Are you consistently turning down the volume on yourself so as not to be seen as too much of something? Too, um, too sensitive, too feeling, too, um, too dramatic, too loud, too happy, too sad. I've been accused of being all of those things. Um, so just noticing if you're turning down the volume on yourself, that's also called making yourself dead inside. Those are, those are synonyms. On the other side, are you consistently turning up the volume on everyone else so you can no longer hear your own tiny whispers of identity and intuition? So as we turn the volume on ourselves down, we often have to turn the volume on everyone else up because we're beginning to outsource our decision-making, outsource our power, outsource our trust. If we don't believe ourselves, then we just try and find people who are generally reliable and ask them things like, what should I eat? Or where should I go to the doctor? Or what time should I go to bed? Or how should I work out? Or what would you recommend for my life right now? That's also known as becoming dead inside, but it's much more societally acceptable. Here's the deal. I've been there. I've tried all those tactics to just shut the hell up and be less sensitive. They have failed. They have failed miserably. <laughs> Let's be clear. They went awry. They all went awry. What if you let yourself feel what you're feeling? Oh my God, this is the worst. What if you let yourself feel the despair and the hardship and the pain and all the things you cannot change and let those particular pieces of pain go simply because you cannot change them. Not because you don't care or don't try or don't have enough useful and intersectional beliefs, but because you are one single human, just one. No matter how much you try or how many you have the same number of hours in the day as Beyonce memes you consume, you are just one person. I'm so sorry to tell you that. It is one of the most frustrating things in my life. I am just one person. How can you begin to make peace with the fact that you can't change everything, but you can absolutely change something when you decide what that something is? You start with your own interiors. You begin to navigate through the loneliness and mess and doubt that lives within you and come out the other side better and lighter and more joyful than you've ever been. I know that sounds impossible and silly and oh my God, you're so naive, Kristen. And also, don't you hope that it's possible? To be able to sit with despair and then rise up and do your work. To look the messes in your life in the face without fear or judgment. To face the loneliness within your heart and hold it tenderly without trying to make it wrong or bad or a sign that you're broken. 
to catch doubt doing its asshole brain thing, and then to keep going without believing a word it says. That's my hope for every single human on the planet, that you will find a method, a practice, or a way of being that helps you give up hiding from yourself first and from the world second. That might be meditation, that might be running, that might be really clean eating and spending lots of time outside, that might be surfing, that might be lying very still, that might be taking long hot baths, that might be working yourself to the ground at the gym until you've let yourself feel what you're going to feel. Whatever it is, it is my hope that you will find a practice that helps you connect with you and you be intimate with yourself. For me, that practice is breathwork. So this week in Philly, I held a live breathwork session and I was fucking flabbergasted by the amount of energetic and emotional clearing that we can complete in about an hour. So eight women laid down on the floor of a knitting shop. Yes, a knitting shop. Um, they were introduced to the breath and they got to work. They ranged in age from their 20s to their 70s and each one wiped her eyes and thanked me when we finished breathing. They let go of shame and doubt and rage and grief and pain. And they also laughed and giggled and smirked and wiggled and got freer than they had been a few hours earlier. They all reported that time got wibbly and that they'd never experienced anything quite like it before. So breathworkers work, yes, but is also a no accessories needed way to come home to yourself. This is not some shitty sage kit that's cultural appropriation. It is not just buy some crystals and fucking ohm for a few seconds to see if you feel any better. It's not just having the right clothing or the right lighting and then that will somehow fix things. It's so simple. You lie down, you do the breathing pattern, you come back to reality a short time later as a lighter and freer human. And if breathwork seems like diving into the deep end, that is exactly what it is. Starting a breathwork practice can be scary, uh, which is why the softness sessions are a slower, steadier entry point for giving it a try. So in the softness sessions, you'll hear me talk, just like this, podcast style, and then we'll do a short breathwork practice. That practice gets longer every week for six weeks, and then eventually we finish with a full-length live session for everyone in the program. If you are scared of your own interiors because you've been ignoring them for a long time, or possibly forever, if you're curious about breathwork but are afraid it won't work or you won't get your money's worth or you haven't found a practitioner you love, if you'd like to find out if those things I said about loving yourself through mess and doubt can be true for you, if you'd like to continue to explore what's going on within you instead of shoving your emotions into teeny tiny containers and hoping they disappear, the softness sessions are for you. They're for coming to terms with your own humanity softly and slowly and with great care. I know you would rather plow ahead and do everything ever, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because the world is literally on fire and overachieving tendencies die hard. Also feelings. You have too many of them and you want to ignore them entirely. I have been there and I have committed myself to that specific, like holding the beach ball underwater thing for a whole decade and can report that try not feeling as an experiment has failed. Completely. <laughs> I've never failed so hard. Uh, I know you're not sure you can make any sort of difference because you are just one human and you can't keep your car clean, so how are you supposed to make some sort of global impact? I know you're tired of being tired, and I know you know the answer isn't adding butter to your coffee or taking 16 new supplements. Here's the deal. There's a place of deep rest and peace within you. 
I promise you that. You can learn to access it anytime through breathwork. That is scary, yes, and intimidating, yes, and also wildly freeing and gorgeous and stunning and lovely too. Because hiding isn't the end of your story, it's the beginning. When you stop hiding, that's when things get way more interesting. That's when the world opens up and you open up and your life opens up. We will use breathwork, writing, poetry, the podcast format, art, and intuition to free you from the alluring and seductive chains of invisibility. It's time to be seen already. Let's start with you seeing yourself clearly, possibly for the first time. You can access the softness sessions at thesoft.space or at kristenkalp.com and it is in the menu. Cool? So thesoft.space, head to it now. Um, it is $88, which you can make in three monthly payments. It's been called wildly affordable and that is part of the point. Um, the sooner you purchase, the sooner I can send you your copy of the Softness Sessions because it is also a physical book. So procrastinating people, I love you so much. And also, I cannot physically get you a copy of your book if you buy on the same day that we start. I'm not paying $92 shipping to get it to East Jabip at that time, right? So now is the time. If this is interesting, if you're curious, if you're a little bit scared but also curious, now is the time. And if you've already had got a practice and it's not breath work, I'm totally down. May you learn to access the spaces within yourself via any means necessary. May you find a, find a practice that sustains you, that fulfills you, and that leaves you more open to the world than when you begin every single time. May you find the courage to stop hiding in both small and in big ways. May you give up the belief that you're doing something wrong if you built it and they didn't come. May you be willing to hold yourself with such tenderness, even when you're a mess, even when your brain is an asshole, even when your car is a mess, even when the kids are crying, even when you're so tired, even when you put butter in your coffee and it didn't do anything, or it did. May you know that you are held fully and completely in this lifetime. And may you come to trust the soft, deep, quiet, knowing spaces within yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. 
www.thisisfreeshow.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.